This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Hey everyone, I'm Rod Roddenberry, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. L. Gray, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser, sitting in the center chair this week, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lieutenant Daniel... Daniel, do you hear that, that clicking sound? Uh, you know, I, I it sounds vaguely familiar, like I've felt like I've experienced it before, but maybe it was just a dream. I don't know. How am I supposed to tell? Oh, okay. And and I'm also joined by uh, Ensign Philip Gilfus, who's down at Mr. Mott's shop getting his haircut Picard style. <laughs> um, just a little bit off the top. No, no, not that hair. That's the only one that's up there. The, in the back. In the back. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I always like to come down here and get my hair cut. I mean, I'm singular hair. It's just that one that really likes to stick up in there in the back. But um, as for the rest of it, I think he spends the rest of the time just massaging my scalp, getting it so it can be nice and shiny. Well, you know, he is the best barber in Starfleet, so. <laughs> Apparently he's the only barber in Starfleet. But, <laughs> but yeah, welcome to season two of Real Grey, guys, Unof- unofficially. I mean, I guess if we call a year of episodes a season. <laughs> Woohoo! That's right. So, no, no hiatus or, or reruns in this one yet, and and we promise the cliffhangers will be outstanding, <laughs> but not this week. No, this week we are going to be doing uh, one of our rare episode commentaries on the season six episode Schisms, thus the clicking and Mister Mod references we heard earlier. Uh, so this is you know. Uh, you know, late in the game as we're, you know, early season six. So a lot has happened to our intrepid crew of the Enterprise. But uh, this is, I think, remarked as one of the more horror-esque kind of thriller, creepy episodes. Um, but it's but it's one that I always enjoy. And again, at, whenever you give Picard a mystery, he, he just can't let it go and has to, you know, <laughs> keep at it. So if you're interested in joining along with us, obviously we'll be talking through this episode and giving great commentary. So if you're not at a computer or don't have your uh, you don't have your next-gen Blu-ray or DVD in the player, you can definitely still listen along as we'll be entertaining you with our riff track style uh, jibs at these <laughs> at these people. But if you have your player queued up, we'll be starting in three, two, one. Begin. Upton's log for yeah, I think they just make up the numbers at this point. It's pretty space though. A little purple nebula there. Wait, Amagosa isn't the Amagosa star the one that we talk so much about in Generations? I think it's a different one. I, well, I don't know if we talk about yeah. it a lot. But it sound like it, but uh... boy, Riker's space pillow is just the most awesome thing I've ever seen. Well, you can tell it's a space pillow because sure. it's shiny. Exactly. Right. Now, do we want to discuss the fact that Riker's blue pajamas are way more conservative than Picard's silky half robe? <laughs> He's well, you, you know, 
It still looks like he's still kind of got the fashion sense, at least, though, from Haven. Because he's, like, almost showing one nipple there on the side kind of thing. It's the 1970s uh, retro pajamas. And that was his oh, Apple watch right there on the wall. It knew he came close to it, and it turned <laughs> on. <laughs> For a second, that guy looked like Wesley. I was like, "What? wait, Wesley's not in this one. That's, it's yeah. not parallels. He's not in yellow. You know, this reminds Riker's uh, bed, bed hair there. Bedhead reminds me of, uh, what is yeah. it, Unification, when Data can't get Riker's hair right in the Hollow program? <laughs> or uh, the one where he's, like, in the insane asylum, and he keeps yelling at the door. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, See, I always—I actually thought that I'm was the episode crazy. we were doing. Yeah, I get those two; these two, those two episodes mixed up quite a bit. That's um, frame of mind, I think. Yeah, I—I I, I don't like his bedhead thing. It's so like terrible looking and fake looking to me. I mean, he still had all his hair pulled together the when they place. were dealing with the Borg, and they were all working and burning the midnight petroleum. So he's got no excuse. And, of course, this is everyone's favorite episode because we have Data's poetry reading. Oh, yes. So, come on, guys. Which one of you can can recite this line by line? Oh, uh... I, this is <laughs> Here it is. time and observed how the oceans that cover the world were perturbed. I think I have this Dr. Seuss book by Data. It's pretty much the same thing. Data Seuss? And we get that ensign or lieutenant who's in every episode, but we never know her name. They, I feel like they, they kind of went all out with the extras in this episode. There's lots of extras that get lines and they're throughout <laughs> a whole bunch of the episode. And This would have been one where the they're all fans that, you know, they don't pay them. They just give them costumes and they show up. Okay, let's talk about I like to- this, this woman here who is clearly Picard's date. Yes. Who is she? What is going on with that? Oh, he's a crazy cat person now. <laughs> oh, despot. It just happened. I, I do love I do love you can see some of the civilians <laughs> in the twenty fourth century fashion. It's like I think there's a guy in Is David Bowie clothes. Wait, no. Oh man, the hair. It's always the background characters that really remind you you're in the late eighties, like, early nineties like with their a belt hair. And khakis. Yeah, he just no, he's not even an extra. He was just working on the set and uh, showed up in the shot. <laughs> now this is I, think I like how Worf looked like he was ready to kill anyone. What's interesting about this Troy's outfit Troy here? Afro. It's like this is like old school Troy. Like in season six, we're not used to seeing her like this, but this is like a season two kind of. Yeah. Look for Troy, and they—that's true. It was like a retro kind of like, oh, remember how when she used to look like this, and she doesn't anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, Breaker early claps. clapping. <laughs> oh goodness, I feel like someone. There should be some cool way to get uh, Ode to Spot. Riker's you know, like, put it on <laughs> pillow or something. I'm sure Riker's thinking, isn't there a way to record what's going on so I can watch it on a VHS tape later? Like. At my leisure, that kind of condenses it. Like, you know, when I first got on the Enterprise, no, no, we lost <laughs> that technology. Okay. And you know, uh, Data knows he's sleeping. Data can tell. He's Data. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's Data. He knows the heart rate of everyone in that room. <laughs> so, you, you know, he's got to bring it up. Data to knows when you're sleeping. Like, he does. It's true. And he knows, knows when, when you're awake. awake. Yeah. So, you better be good when you, for Data's sake. Good. <laughs> 
So other than, uh, you know, obvious uh, comedic relief, do we like this this side of Data? Do we like that he's trying to become creative and artistic? And I mean, do you guys like this aspect? Of course, you know, the, the cat. Well, like when he paints or when he has his beard phase. <laughs> uh, Everyone had a beard phase. I, that's true. They did. Yeah, Jordy but, had a one episode beard phase. Yeah, Will Wheaton Picard had is the now goatee in, in Future Imperfect. Yep. He. Yeah, and uh, Cupid. And Cupid, then there was yeah. a, mm-hmm. that part in Parallels where Troy. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, and don't forget Daniel Cupid. That's the one where oh, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I know you. Well, I know uh, you know that one. It's the only one I ever remember Bar- either. <laughs> even Barclays uh, Hollow Program. Most of them were in beards. That's true. Oh, that's that's right. true. But there's nobody. So there's none of the male cast. I like watching the the opening titles to check like where where everyone's ranks are. So okay, lieutenant, lieutenant, counselor, Deanna Troy um, hasn't taken has not commander yet. I can't imagine it changes though. And I'm sure it's still just counselor. SAT. Well, no, they'll change it though. I mean, for like Jordy, it says lieutenant commander. It, Whereas yeah, before it, yeah. it didn't say that. Counselor is her position. It's not her rank. Like she's not currently yeah, the counselor most... and then gets promoted. Look, we're, n- we're not going to have the captain doctor conversation. I'm again. just saying, we're... I bet you if you go to season seven <laughs> in the credits, it still says counselor Deanna Troy. That's all. I'm and saying. here's where everyone goes. Schisms. I've never heard of that word ever. <laughs> I like that. Riker tells Beverly, like, I haven't been able to sleep. And Beverly's like, you come in here every day and brag. I'm tired of. Oh, wait. Are <laughs> oh, you really having trouble sleeping? Okay. <laughs> You know how, like, there's this, you know, he's, I know it's just Riker being kind of just upset, but I kind of imagine this would almost be like that first episode after Gene kind of relaxes the rules of interpersonal conflict, and this is the best they can do. Like, it's (laughs) Moody Riker, who's just grouchy, (laughs) just Well, he does become a bad moral. That's true. This is the first step. Uh, the first chain is forged on the road to Badmoral. <laughs> forever will it dominate his future. Perhaps all of TNG is just a prequel series for the Riker Badmoral uh, episode, which you know like was the think. the finale. So it's it's the Pegasus <laughs> of Badmoral Riker. It encompasses everything. Okay, now where do we think this episode is going at this point? Nowhere. Because it's basically just established that Riker is, is tired. Well, well, it's funny and in the Netflix taken, summary for this. It's like Riker seven and can't a half sleep. minutes to do this so far. <laughs> Disaster ensues. I'm like Riker can't sleep. That's not an episode <laughs> synopsis. Oh, the, yeah. There's, this episode takes a while to get off the ground to like get to where it's going for sure. <laughs> The new LaForge firing up the sensor. Yeah, man, someone feels high about themselves. (laughs) I feel like Data's like, I don't believe we made that agreement, Jordy. I thought it was going to be Data LaForge sensor. (laughs) (laughs) It's Data spacebar 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 LaForge (laughs) (laughs) name. I can't believe I just quoted uh, Muppets Most Wanted there. <laughs> well, so we get some data Geordie bromance here. This is a, an, an interesting scene to, to me, though, because it just it shows us that data really doesn't. He's not a normal guy. He doesn't care. He doesn't. You can't hurt his feelings. He doesn't have any feelings. Yeah. 
I mean, he's explicitly telling you that right now. <laughs> I have no ego to bruise. Or like they had to just check. Like, I have no blood to coagulate underneath everything. my ego. <laughs> the haiku. Oh, Sonic. Yeah, why couldn't How many we hear art forms his... did he do? <laughs> he did say nine. Your interpretive dance was strange. Uh, well, clever. Well, let's just say clever. Before he did Ode to Spot, he said, this is my ninth poem or whatever he said. So, <laughs> Which is, of course, why Riker was falling asleep. I don't blame him for that. Yeah. Well, well is Boris Picard in that scene? That I, don't was... <laughs> I don't even remember. Was the captain in that in that room? He is. He's not yes, in this he episode was a dating... lot. Yeah, he was dating whoever that, that short-haired woman next to Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the ship's about to explode. What? Wait, it's this big red blinking light. I've never seen that one before. Yeah, I always wonder, you know, okay, Master Systems Display, it's great. But what if it happens to be, like, half a meter, like, deeper than the middle cut of the ship? Like, how do you display it? I'm sorry. But, like, <laughs> you know, if it's the port there. thruster on the saucer, you're just, you can't do anything. Hang on. There's something really important I want to comment uh, right now. They were listening. They, they got the red alert there that there was something happening in Cargo Bay 4. He's like, oh, my God, I have three guys in there. He says, send a medical team and send a recovery team in there. And they cut to this scene where everybody's just casually strolling down the, the walkway well, Because there. these guys there are just casually do. doing their business. There's no, there's no danger here. It's like I would not want to be on that ship if I was not a main cast member because they, they obviously don't care. They, they wait to meet up on the turbo lift and casually st- stroll to, to that place. But that's where you're, well, like, you know, I you, the- you say emergency transport, three to beam out. Why? Why? It takes a, a second. It would have been hilarious, too, because those three guys would have been like, what's going on? <laughs> they were wearing the, the, that, those civilian uniforms I haven't seen since data lore. Because I remember, like, lore having to wear that uniform that they were wearing. Oh, yeah. So you're not important enough for a tailor. <laughs> not important. These are not my colors. Oh, we're back in the uh, Riker chest hair fan club. So Dr. Crusher, with all of her 24th century medical technology, uh, prescribed to Riker warm milk uh, for his sleep deprivation problems. Yeah, I remember. We still can't fight the common cold or sleepiness. I remember (laughs) when you could get warm milk over the counter. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Thanks, O'Brien. Over what counter, Philip? What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> well, why is it now a prescription? <laughs> uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is where, you oh, know, goodness. oh, it's okay. We're never going to see this at a higher resolution. It doesn't matter what the panel on the door says. No, I'm sure they got it right, but, you know, I'm sure those guys are all sweating bullets now. It's, it's, it's getting restored, guys. Good thing we, we, we took uh, the time. I have to say, I just watched this episode in high and the high def version, and it's so hard to go back to these standard oh, def versions. It's sand me. dust in your eye. Oh, it's, it's terrible. Like they look so good in high definition, and you come back to this, and it's like I'm watching this on a toaster. Like I don't understand what's <laughs> happening. Hey, the Cylons find that a racist term, Daniel, and I want you to take <laughs> that back. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're in the barbershop. shop. 
I like those this uniforms. Is... I want to cosplay as a barber. You, you totally <laughs> need to cosplay as a barber. Those are cool uniforms, aren't they? A little more stripey, a little more uh, things. You feel yeah. futuristic and. Okay, it's sad when the barbers can get their act together and have a consistent uniform that looks nice. The admirals can't even do that for, like, three seasons. <laughs> Is there any barber rank? I'm trying to see. Uh, <laughs> I, they give them, them themselves ranks. I like how, also barber, like how barber chair, chair technology, technology has, has increased. <laughs> I was just say that, yeah. Jinx! Uh, That's racist. Mott's being racist about Klingon hair, I think. <laughs> What? He likes Klingon hair. There's nothing to... No? I mean, he even asked Gorf if he wants a weave. It's, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, Don't technically, kind of, scissors. Worf is technically assaulting this man. And um, well, I love how he just, like, kind of shakes it off, like, uh, I'll make this joke. Please let me go. I love how my... My grandmother had the exact same pair of scissors, like, from like, the 1970s that she used, like, as a letter opener. So I always could never take those, seri- those scissors seriously. <laughs> hey, look, it's just like uh, one little view? ship. We're inside the computer. <laughs> <laughs> this cam- that, that camera view actually reminds me of Generations, that shot of when we're, you know, they're looking at the emotion chip. You sort of get that same thing with Jordy in the picture there. Isn't so let's see, that the, the same? working. Riker's not sleeping. This is the plot so far. But but that little conduit he opened, isn't that the same one in a later time where they realize that like someone messed with the with the timers or something? Like data data did something like sabotage. All I know is I just hope Worf doesn't come into this uh, sh- this cargo bay because. He's got bad luck in here. Oh, yeah. With, with all yeah. The oh, yeah. He's kind of fall on top of him. Uh-oh. Jordy's visor uh-huh. isn't working. That means Quark's going to go to another parallel universe. Oh, no. Fighter isn't working. Okay, so right now we're about to find out some crazy thing that's happening in this room. And we have Jordy with super awesome eye vision guy. And Data, who can detect everything ever because he's a robot. And yeah. neither of them happen to notice this giant glowing spot on the wall that we're about to see. Now, I'm welcome to a third through the episode, <laughs> gentlemen. We just reached it. And we still have no idea what's going on. And we still have no idea what's going on. Beverly, make sure that the visor isn't under alien control for the 50th time. And did you check that? We should really just get you some robot eyes. Now, I, I wonder, <laughs> does Jordy have, does Jordy have like one visor? Or does he have like a couple in case he like bends question. one or breaks it? Oh, no, no. He's got, he's got, he's got a couple of visors. They're seasonal. Right, oh, so in okay. The fall time, he's got like an what? orange visor. Is it like does a, a pumpkin? Date? Does he have a date one visor <laughs> for the fall? He's got a he's got a dress uniform visor with some stripes <laughs> and buckles on it. You know, I just imagine the dress uniform one like having a cloth hanging down beneath it, <laughs> like like the tunic they wear just over his face. Oh, I was thinking more like a reverse of the Ferengi thing that they have in the back of their head. Just on, draped. No, 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 no. They they got More a like lot of a, use uh, out of that. Like a snow trooper. They got a lot of use out of that Jordy eye scanner prop. I mean, they probably use that a good dozen. Oh, times we see that all the, the time. Yeah. 
Do you think those blinky, okay, those um, connectors for his forehead temples, do you think they're always blinking underneath his visor, or do they only do that when you disconnect the power or disconnect the visor? You know, Daniel, when a we're talking about like in, in the, the Star Trek universe, no <laughs> when a visor's taken up, well, Jordy's like they blink because you, know, <laughs> you can't see them. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh no! Um, I was going to say I was going to get really deep just then, and and stupidly say Jordy has never seen his own visor, but of course he can still see in mirrors <laughs> when he's got his visor on. So that's that's not true. Well, what does his visor look like to him? That's the question. Uh, Ensign Rager. We see her a few times at con. She's one of those, like, three or four con officers that stick around for a couple episodes. This is actually her last appearance. She's got good Sally Ride hair. Yeah. Oh, here's Riker flirting with the con officer again. He basically said, get out, let me drive the ship. (laughs) Hey, lady, let me show you how to do it. Oh, one thing I noticed right here where he's dragging his fingers across the thing. In the high definition, you can actually see the screws Mm -hmm. that are holding that together. It's funny that you can't see them at all on the standard definition here. But you can see there's two screws in that uh, console. Oh, I know. Now, okay, what what was he looking at? I never catch, like, what is it with his hand? It was smooth. It's just that it's smooth, smooth surface. Okay, because I always thought it was supposed to be, like, an insert shot where they did something, like, special effects wise to his hand i never could tell what it, what i'm supposed to be looking at no well later on when they're like oh it's smooth and cold like that's what i think like that's jazz <laughs> like my soft trombone <laughs> okay here we go they're gonna turn around and notice this giant glowing panel in a second here and, like, Data literally has to use the tricorder to point him in the right direction, but <laughs> I don't understand how Why no... Why can't he have a tri... Just build the tricorder into your forearm, yeah, Data. Should. I mean, come on. Wait a minute. Or his best friend, I'm the tricorder. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my point. And, then, like, oh, there's, guys, like, three other look. people in this room. How did nobody notice this giant glowing thing? Uh, Data, did you <laughs> like, install a uh, undersea aquarium light in uh, that <laughs> conduit? <laughs> No, the, the ensign in the back's like, I thought that was always there. Is that not? I thought it was part of the room. Who's about to drop it's the like, base? He, he's like poking the other ensign next to him. <laughs> Dude, are you seeing this? Because is it just me? Because I, I replicated something the other day. And uh... <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Now the captain's here. So apparently we're sure it's not dangerous because we just brought the most <laughs> important man on the ship into this room. But I, I want to also make a note. leaking in this room. <laughs> we're at minute 26 in this episode right now. <laughs> Picard just had his first line. So this is yeah. an easy week for Patrick Stewart. He's just like he's, he's collecting the check, <laughs> making the bucks. Yeah. <laughs> making the next X-Men movie. You know, that's his life. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure back in what was this like nineteen ninety two? Yeah. Well, I was, I was trying to remember, I was watching a season seven episode, which I, I can't remember which one that's that he was hardly in, it was because he was doing a Christmas carol um somewhere, so that's why. Yeah, this is really bad time. Troy hair. Yeah, that, I really like, don't like if her. you took off the ponytail, it would be just like a curly fro. Yeah, she just, she found her she um went with this her curling iron. She had lost it for a few seasons and she found it again. Put a headband on, hippie. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure, Riker gets mad at Roe for her earring, but Troy can wear the most <laughs> dangerous hair of all time. That thing will go up in flames anytime you get anything near it. 
Now we get the first because apparently me being tired is a conspiracy. (laughs) I mean, but not conspiracy because that's a totally different episode. (laughs) It'd be funny if it was like this is the whole episode. It's just you know he can't sleep. That's (laughs) it. Troll. It's not lower decks. It's just boring time between (laughs) missions where nothing happens. The episode starts with them saying, engage at warp five. And it's like, how long is it going to take you to the next system? Um, Two weeks. Okay, well. 45 minutes. Um, spring ball <laughs> <of> anymore? <boring. laughs> I mean, I, oh, I, yeah. I, I have to be honest. Like, I half kind of like it. I kind of like it being not. I like that it's not necessarily right off the bat. Oh, my goodness. There's an asteroid heading towards the ship and we can't move or anything. I kind of like that it's a slower burn. Like how in all the people on the ship, it, like ninety five percent of the people affected are in the senior <laughs> staff. So she must feel really like awkward right now. <laughs> the one I've random civilian, this room and then before. like I was like, "What's your name?" And we're like, ah, yeah. "It doesn't matter." And yeah, it doesn't matter. You're not even wearing it's, a uniform. Uh, There's no way you're going to make it through this episode. <laughs> was it a table, a pool table, or wait? Wait, are we re-engineering? Because we call that the pool table, but that's different. This is the few times Troy is sitting in the head chair in a group in a conference room. So, okay, so I just noticed. So Should there's no done this in a, uh, her office. <laughs> it's spacious enough, but there's um, there's no uh, ships in the in that room. So I I, I guess they've taken them away. I thought they had them for a while longer, but they're they're getting redone. Now we enter the dreamatorium. Uh, someone keeps breaking them. <laughs> there are five thousand. Okay, can. So, so let's vote, guys. Is this use of the holodeck better or worse of a use of this program than uh, Matter of Perspective? The same. I like. I like both of them. Not the same. Yep. Yeah. Well, I like the fact that it, they're, uses, they're using it for practical same. purposes. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like in a way that you would need to use it or would want to use it. I'd love if like the <laughs> card walks in and is Dixon Hill, and he's just like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you guys were abusing the room. I was totally booked this." <laughs> <laughs> this is the famous uh, table like how, scene. So, like, do do they not have like a crime sketch artist in the twenty fourth century? They just go to the holodeck and be like, "No, he had really bushy eyebrows. No, 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 bushier, redder, taller." Yeah, that would that that totally makes sense. Why wouldn't you? The, the computer would be. Or data would just say, "Here's a picture pulled from my positronic memory that never forgets anything." Yeah. Well, the fact that Data was even abducted is kind of ignored at the towards the end of the episode. Like, it's all about Riker going into the alien ship with the two unknown people. But yeah, but I like this part where they're you know slowly building up the table. Although that that one we just saw, like with the it looks it's a massive table and it's like at a at an angle. I'm like, who would ever build a table okay, like this? And, and they said, <laughs> like, go that's... like. They said change that table to a metal table, and then all yeah. of a sudden it became a chair or a, a, or, you know, chair? a bed. Yeah. yeah, like how is that a table? That yeah. is not a table by any definition. Well, on well, Albero you know, Four, they use their table. <laughs> no, you're just making it up. Twenty fourth century uh, Siri like starts to really take liberties after the third command. <laughs> it's okay. got a headrest. How is that a table? It makes no sense. And a footrest. This is the chair that. He was in when the Romulans, like, brainwashed him, I'm pretty sure. Which time? <laughs> Boy, the computer's giving Jordy some attitude right now. 
Well, he's still mad at the computer about the Leah Brahms incident, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seriously, though, you're right. Like, this looks absolutely nothing like a table. <laughs> yeah, they it's, never he's switched it. has got, like, it. A, an arm on one side. <laughs> I'm surprised brighter. when he says brighter, brighter, it's not like, please specify foot candles or something <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but in all seriousness, this is actually a really creepy scene. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. I think it's one of the creepiest scenes in D&G. Like, I love This is the best scene of the whole episode, and it's right at the middle mark. <laughs> well, no, I, I think there's a creepier one. I just watched Sub Rosa. Never mind. <laughs> no. <laughs> Willingly? <laughs> <laughs> it also had darkness because there was a candle. Oh, yeah. Especially once the click, wait, the click wait. started. I just saw some more screws on this table. What is go- The 24th century is losing its luster. <laughs> First the Wait, console, it, now the table. I think this is um, Nick Lercano's IKEA program. He <laughs> Tom Paris. Um, I thought that's what I said. Did that? Oh, oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he sneezed while he spoke. Her hair looks scarier in the dark too. I'm just going to point that out. Yeah. Her hair is the mastermind of the whole operation. <laughs> you know the best way to make the room feel darker? Not show the giant orange stripes everywhere, because that adds a little mm-hmm. bit of brightness to the room. Just saying. <laughs> I like how yeah, no one's the is to just you. labeled as woman. <laughs> woman. <laughs> yeah. Woman speaks. Well, wait, didn't... I, we mentioned her in another... Uh, we one did. of our like, early episodes. Episode. Yeah. Civilian episode. Wow, that takes me back. That was an old one. And that, I'm pretty From sure, is that <laughs> that um, that swing arm that they just brought in, is that the same one that we saw in Menage a Troy? It actually looks oh, a, lot a lot like... There's a lot of swing. There's a lot of swinging in Menage a Troy. That actually reminds yeah. me of the laser that shoots at Data in that season one episode or two episodes. Yeah, Home Soil. Home Soil, yeah. yeah. Home Soil, season one. Yeah. It is kind of similar, or or oh, yeah. I think it was also used when um, Picard was having his heart surgery. Oh, yep, that's um, true too. There you go. Wait a minute, are it's you, like spot the prop. Are you suggesting <laughs> that TNG reused props because that would be ridiculous? Because they're, they're a television show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I also love this part where like again we go from uh, table to dentist chair, and this one says Worf's like it's a scissor. Oh, it's a bladed knife. I think Worf knows what a bladed knife looks like. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> His brain turned back yeah, to scissors. Well, it's like the episode doesn't really explain why they can just suddenly remember when they're all together in a dark room. Well, but I get it. It's like triggers. It's like you start to see things from your past experience, and then your your memories kind of click. It's not so much that they're all together. It's that they're rebuilding their memories. Yeah, but the thing is, the day before, like when they had been being abducted for days, they didn't remember anything at all. Now all of a sudden yeah. they're remembering everything, and I just here we go. This is the creepy, creepy part. Oh gosh, it's so creepy. Yeah. Click, 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 click. Yes, you've been in the holodeck lots of times, George. Oh wait, no, you mean the simulator room? Okay, now except for this wide shot where they're all standing in the holodeck, all I just noticed all the shots of them when they're like describing the table and like reacting to it changing and like in shock do you not actually see them and the table so i'm sure they're just standing there in front of the camera going like it changed into something else it changed into something else and you got to give i mean even though like 
when you had that wide shot, it looked like it was all their stand-ins. Like, everyone had already left for the day, and it's like, we need one more shot. Shoot. Wear this wig. Get the poofiest hair woman over here. We need to dub Troy. No, she was still around. She didn't have anywhere to go. So, but everyone else. Picard's fourth and fifth lines, respectively. <laughs> oh, everyone's disappearing. Was he directing this episode? Because usually that's what happens. <laughs> Now, this is some techno, techno, no, techno stuff about Data knowing yeah. when he's off the ship. It's, this would it's have been really handy the, in a lot of episodes, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same as, you know, when when Beverly says, you know, you can tell, like, that you've been breathing the ship's air for a certain amount of time. Yeah. It's the same thing on the servo fluid jargon. <laughs> I like that. There's two blah, people blah, and blah, blah. They identify them. I don't really memorize names. Uh, red shirts and, and other guy. I'm sorry, I haven't been <laughs> able to meet uh, the rest of the crew. <laughs> Are you sure it was an other woman? Because we don't know her name either. Is she still around? Okay, okay, okay. One of my biggest pet peeves in all of Star Trek. Why does not the... Okay, the computer knows, and it knew beforehand... That all of yeah. these people were being abducted. Why is that just yeah. not regular security measures? Yeah, because Worf well, is running security, and he's not that great. Well, somebody <laughs> disappears from the ship. Somebody should at least get a text message saying, "Hey, the second okay, in they had the, the same ship problem is in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Okay, the exact same problem in Jurassic Park. Same system, but yeah, but no, it, that's true. It's like why can't you just program it, computer? If there's ever less than one thousand one hundred and twenty-two people on this ship. Let me know. Just give me a little status notification in the corner of the bridge screen. Just little pop, little pop up. Especially what if are there you was, about, Darren. It's perfectly normal if there's only two people running that ship. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> Especially if there's no scheduled shuttle leaves or or transporter beams or anything. Like if you're at warp and all of a sudden people start disappearing, it might be something the people on the ship would be informed about. What are you talking about? Even even when there's uh, an unscheduled shuttle launch, that usually takes a couple minutes. It's true. You're right. You're right. Or an unscheduled transporter. There's an unscheduled transportation accident. It's like it's too late. They... I can't stop. Yeah. It. <laughs> can't they? You know, I don't know. Put a passcode lock, fingerprint sensor, something. Even a 10 second now, approval time. This is... this is one of those things where it's a not not the shiny wall, but the the portal looking thing. That I guess there's only so many ways to do a special effect because this portal reminds me of every other portal. Remember me? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Mark Twain. It's a class two portal, uh, obviously. Zero. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's only so many ways to do a light portal, I guess. You know, it's, they all look alike. Well, you know, I was just wondering, did they put this set on, like, the their extra soundstage or did they completely redress? Because the cargo bay and the holodeck are the same space so i'm wondering if they had to redo it like uh, midway through the production week Aaron, there are like a bunch of cargo bays and a bunch of holodecks i don't know uh, what you're talking about like <laughs> all, all right in different. the tv show yes 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 sorry i broke the fourth wall there for a moment <laughs> explosive decompression <laughs> <laughs> all right not in the We're episode because i broke the fourth wall by the way, that's oh, the wrong one. He the looks... door says, "The door said section nineteen or said deck nineteen section forty seven, but they said it's like they're not even uh, trying section seventeen. 
Hey, I'm writing oh, this one down no. for the next convention. Excuse me. Lieutenant Red Pajamas is down. <laughs> and they, they said it right there, Duck 9, Section 19, but it said Section... That these said three different things. Yeah. Okay, oh, hey, uh, your blood turning into a, into a polymer, that sounds ridiculously painful. <laughs> and instant <laughs> death. Like, it's basically like your blood is now glue. <laughs> so here we get a, a famous, very famous TNG, typical uh, PowerPoint demonstration conference room scene with everybody, right? Scene. I believe this is all seven of the major cast members. One, two, three. three. Wait for the camera to shift. <laughs> Four, five, six. No, we're missing one. We're missing Worf. Wait. Where's Worf? We Where are we missing? Worf. He's, he'll be there. Just give him a second. He's sitting in the captain's chair. <laughs> He's late. <laughs> Someone's got to stay back. on the bridge. There he is. At a chair. There, there he is. Worf. See, he was there the whole time. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why didn't they, they just, just see build him, like, this table with seven view spots. of the camera? Why do I have to sit in the back? Just because I'm tallest. Wait, is that like a matter of time? Have you always sat there, Mr. Worf? Yep. <laughs> okay, history record you sat on the other side. I like, you know what I want? I All would right, love so. the conference room table. Like, I would love to own that. That's a sweet table. I feel like it's super It cool. is a really nice Wait, table. That's a table? I thought that was a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> And they're all sitting on tables, right? Fluffy Purple tables. tables. With headrests. Riker needs a haircut still. He has half a bed head now. Well, and Oh, you know what? I just looked up. I didn't realize this is the first time we see Mott. It's oh, the yeah, first yeah. time? He was mentioned. It's the first appearance uh, of Mott. It's the first time we see him, yeah. I think. Oh, where he's mentioned in Starship Mine. But we... Uh, I don't. They're uh, going to make him. Okay, he, Riker is complaining about them making him leave, whether he wants to or not. But what if they put like a bunch of security, a force field, a force field <laughs> some security officers? Like I don't understand. This is the only time Riker takes the con, too, man. Yes, it is. But he only he sits in it for two seconds. Yeah. Well, it, even it, though it, we're told specifically, Riker is basically the best pilot in Starfleet. He only takes the con the one time. Well, only when John Luke's off the ship. <laughs> I, I like how like Picard just looks, like one second like Riker's like I'll do it. Will that could be deadly? Yeah, you can do it. Will that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> I don't want to say like, no, no, it's fine. I don't want to uh, even suggest that uh, Sir Patrick Stewart would ever put in a half baked effort into. Uh, any episode but to me it seems like even picard himself doesn't really care about what's going on in this episode he's just kind of like yeah all right he shows up randomly and he's like okay see if you guys can take care of this because <laughs> i kind of don't care right now oh this it's would be like, a cool prop to make the little armband i wish i could I, we should have paused and s- saw the commands that sit on it <laughs> we're gonna have the super scary episode it's gonna be really cool oh what do i do uh patrick uh you captain the ship well, F you guys. <laughs> Do you always go to bed with a phaser, Commander? <laughs> and your comm badge? And your full uniform? In full uniform? A phaser, Wait, what is this, a generations? phaser doesn't use in the presence of hostile aliens, by the way. Well, I also believe that this kind of a 
episode would probably be completely spoiled by the little trailer teasers they give before, like during the week, like next time on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Click, 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 you click, basically click, click, click. don't need. Yeah, you don't need to watch the episode now. Oh no! It's, it's a class two disruption. In, in, in context, it'd be like the Enterprise encounters aliens. Yeah, no, they do that. They do that every week. Yeah. No, no, and they are abducted. <laughs> more alien aliens. Uh, okay, well, that's that's usually what happens. But. Now someone's paying attention when people are getting taken from the ship. So I, I, we we have not said the magic word yet. So let me get, go ahead and say it. This is the X Files episode of TNG. Much like Babylon 5, I've never watched The X-Files, so I can't... Oh, my goodness. Well, you were, like, three, also, right? So that, that oh, come sense. on now. <laughs> I was a kid when... when I, what do you mean? X-Files was on after TNG, wasn't it? Like, wasn't it? No. Well, also, while we're in this room yes, it, with the... Yes, it was. Well, during. There's no way X-Files started before 1987. It was in, like, 1993 well, or no, something, no. wasn't it? Well, uh, this is 1993, this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's true. I think they they used a, either a wider lens or a, a definitely a different focal length than they normally do to give it kind of this eerie feel in this room. Uh, I'm also glad... <clears throat> excuse me. I'm also glad that they didn't use the actual table from their holodeck recreation just in this room like the computer got spot on it's like there's no way that's a good point and i didn't i didn't even think about that but uh you're right i think that's a good i mean the the knife is pretty spot on and that's as close um x-files was 93 to 2002 ah so season seven it basically started as soon as as tng ended or that same year september 93 so i was Seven, Philip. Thank you very much. When that started, <laughs> and I do remember Wait, the being... rupture has expanded four point two percent. Are you sure not four point seven percent, Commander Dan? <laughs> I, mean, is... I like how the crewman in the back like had that double take. Like, are you insane, Captain? For like <laughs> just a moment, and then turned back to his his station. Like, uh, none of my business. So, I mean, I, I, lo- I know I just said it, but it, in some ways the challenge is to make aliens alien in Star Trek. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yes. It's, yeah. it's Instead of the forehead of the, the month club. Yeah, but I mean, they did do it well. So, but They did. I, I actually, their hands are cool. I wish they didn't show their faces, though. I wish they kept them yeah. kind of yes. shrouded. Yeah. Then it would have been much creepier. But when they see. show its actual face, it's like, oh, okay. I can tell you're just wearing a rubber mask and it's kind of. And something I didn't notice uh, before until just now is the blade kind of reflects exactly how their hands look. It's got the same kind mm, of claw kind of. That's true. It does. Oh, very good. Very good. Oh, Riker's pager just went off. <laughs> it's time to engage the Graviton Bulls. <laughs> yeah, that guy in the background is just keeps staring at them like, what are you guys doing over there? <laughs> I'm important, Captain. Notice me. This kind of oh, reminds man, me of First clicking. Contact, this shot right here. It does. It like absolutely data does. On the Borg. That clicking is just creepy as I'll get out. <laughs> now, how, how would you like it if that was your ringtone? Yeah, oh, gosh. You're walking somewhere and it goes off. People <laughs> just like, what the heck? It's like night and you're like yeah. walking down the <laughs> like an alley. I'd be so... 
like that glimpse was perfect. That like, oh, yeah, you can that's see all you the need. Creepy you alien. What is, what and now they're going like? to pilot the TARDIS. Uh, I mean, the console <laughs> in the back. <laughs> no, 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 no. Beverly's about to fall out of this warp bubble. Oh no way! That's... Remember me. <laughs> Where's Wesley? <laughs> no, he was that blinking oh, light. Gosh. That's Wesley right there. He, he was the uh, the uh, the graviton <laughs> distortion. <That's> right. <laughs> yeah, most people think it's uh, Jeffrey Combs playing the light in this. It's actually Will Wheaton. Uh, so. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs is playing the yes, you're right there. That that was that's way Jeffrey too much. Of the alien. Yeah, yeah, see, that was just that's Jeff. No, that's yeah. we don't need that. Less is more. One two, one moon circles. The <laughs> oh come on! Don't even do that. <laughs> don't even make it dirty. Well, that's not dirty. That's from the the episode. I know. I'm saying we don't need to hear <laughs> Shipley. He gets a name. I know that wasn't that guy Shipley. Wait, what is he? He basically turned the word ship and added L-Y to it. It's not much of a name. Yeah. I can see the writer's room. What do we call him? I don't know. He's on the ship. Um, (laughs) Maybe his name is Lee, and he's Ship Lee. His his best friend can be... Engineer McGee. Ensign Engineer. (laughs) (laughs) Ensign Engineer. His name's Warp... Warpman... Warfman? Hang on, hang on. I'm getting an Warfman. idea. I'm getting an idea. Shipley and an ensign engineer. They could be plucky and fun <laughs> friends. So come on. Now, do the you know support? There you go. She's you know, phaser there. Uses, All those arches. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All those arches in that room, though, that kind of reminds me of the uh, the look of the ops of DS9. And the and kind the of. red floor and stuff kind of reminds me of. Uh, Abrams Trek. Oh, that, that's that ride. same ensign. I forgot that that was going to be the person who was missing. She does get a lot of screen time. I'd like to be the uh, crew person in the back that had to shake the barrel. It's like, okay, <laughs> the the probe is it's floating out. Well, guys, this do, do we even have shields? Because anything can pretty much enter or leave this Hang ship. On. Yeah, this glory is shot of the Enterprise. This is a oh, this fantastic is awesome. shot of the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real reason I chose this episode. Nothing before this moment has been worth it. So good. I love the we red never and green get light that shot on the bottom. Well, yeah. Do you know why they have red and green lights, right? Uh, cuz yellow it no, I don't know. <laughs> red means go. So it's okay on the right side. No, do you guys seriously <laughs> no. not know why they have red and green lights? No. Oh. It's because the ship. All ships have a red and green light, one on the port side and one on the starboard side. Do we seriously not know this? I'm I'm actually curious. Well, no. not all of us have red ships of the line. Okay, no, 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 no. Wait, is this a ship of the line? Of... I'm only on, like, chapter no, one. No, no. I'm talking about, like, real ships today. <laughs> have you been on a it's ship, a ma- Darren? It's a maritime... I've been on a ship. Well, I have So, okay, so <laughs> as they're... So basically, the point is, if a ship is sailing like sideways, so you if you don't know which way uh, it's going, left or right, you would see either the red or the green light, and that way you know which way the ship is pointed. And that's why all the how many lights it's on did the you TOS see there? Enterprise? How many lights? There are two lights, but red and green. Couldn't you just look for the front of the ship and then but determine? That- which, but that's the thing is, in a lot of ships, it's dark. hard to tell what is the front or the back. Think of like a warship, or like a like a like a but, battleship. But or like when like it's that. backing up and it starts blinking the rear lights, that's when you know. <laughs> and... No, those are different lights. 
Oh, wow. I did not expect this part of the conversation to, uh, to expand so much. <laughs> so that was uh, Schism's. Uh, pretty much worth it for that glory shot um, and the clicking scene. Okay, Everything okay. else you could probably uh, probably cut. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what about Ode to Spot? Oh, Ode to Spot. Okay, Ode, yeah. Ode to Spot. There's a Ode lot of Spot, good yeah. stuff in there. It's just mixed with a bunch of blah. It's just very slow. Very slow. But, yeah, but if no. If you find yourself yawning I'm... like Riker, it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, see, that that's why we were tired, because he yawned at the beginning, and we all know yawns are contagious. So it came out, in, and then we had to yawn. Also, I, I think it was a little, like, on the nose that Riker had to rescue a damsel. Like, I would have loved for that to have been, like, a 50-year-old <laughs> crewman man that he had to, like, lift out of that bed. It's it's also a completely self-contained episode. It's one of those, this could have been in season one, this could have been in season seven, well, this could not have been with that in season beard. three. Well, you know what I mean. Well, I know that, but no, but, no, but overall, there's nothing to differentiate this episode from any other. Like even Troy looks like she's from season two. Like that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's just Riker's got his beard, so we know it's at least season two onward. At least season two. Well, at least season three because of the uniforms. I guess you could. Right. I mean, you could be technical and say that, but I just feel like there is nothing in this episode to just set it apart. I, I mean, obviously, other than the things we talked about, but like. It's it looks and feels like a self-contained kind of story. Nothing carries through. Nothing is carried from. It just I mean, we never get to see Lieutenant Shipley again. What happens to him? I know that's the story we want to be told. <laughs> what happened to Lieutenant Shipley and Ensign Warpman? And Lieutenant <laughs> Shipley <laughs> was Al Crewman Engine Blink. <laughs> okay, Lieutenant Shipley. I know he was repairing the red and green running lights on on the ship. But he and was colorblind, that's why... and so he mistaked <laughs> oh, the wrong gosh. one. And oh man, really should not have men work on those. Really. Uh, well, guys, uh, it's been an interesting experience uh, covering <laughs> Schisms, but a, a good episode. Definitely memorable for uh, the the click the clickety clicks. Uh, yeah, as we try to it... more of them, more of them, <laughs> more, faster. <laughs> I can't click any faster. I'm trying. Oh <laughs> uh, well, but this is not the only thing that we've been listening to the clicks uh, here on Trek FM. Here's a look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek FM, Standard Orbit. <laughs> And, like, we were so busy, I, we didn't eat, like, all day. <laughs> I had yeah. a Red Bull around 5 o'clock, right before the parsecs. Uh, I could feel my teeth, like, tingling. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Earl Grey. He was robbing the bouclet, as, as they say it in, uh, in Klingon. <laughs> I, that's a Klingon word I just made up, just to see that. I think we could tell. The orb. What I also liked, too, was that... Nog said, put that in there too, to Jake, and let people decide. And that just summed up DS9 for me, because DS9 is, you know, we're not going to tell you for sure he's a bad captain, even though obviously I think most people would agree that he was. To the journey! Oh yeah, Balana's reading romantic fanfic! Not everything is fanfic, okay? This yes, could be is. a legitimate author with a legitimate publisher. <laughs> no, this is Klingon Harlequin, you know it is. Warp 5. 
the Orions, there's something really complex going on within their society, and there's a long-term struggle where the women have flipped the table on the men. And how does that all play out? And it's something where I wish Enterprise had gone for seven seasons and they could have continued to revisit this and we find out more and more. The Ready Room. You know, people have seen that image. That, that image in particular, just that still of her with the Desilu yeah. logo over it, is really iconic. Mm-hmm. And in fact, what I discovered is it's not a still. It's probably 26 different stills. Commentary, Trek Stars. A number of scenes uh, from especially the end of Into Darkness are sort of lifted and adapted from Wrath of Khan to be used in this story. Lifted and Google translated into this version. Literary Treks. We all know Troy gets all the, the men that come on, the, the, the all the envoys, actually. You, you notice that she really likes these bad boy envoy men, you know? <laughs> she does. Continuing Mission. How is Spock changing? How is he changed from the moment he met Captain Kirk from the the, the non-mirror universe? What is his ultimate goal? Axanar, the official podcast. So basically you've got this souped up computer with this lens on the front of it. And um, because the resolution has increased so much with these cameras, the amount of data coming out of that camera is enormous. And join us in welcoming aboard Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. I'm really, really glad that you mentioned Parliament Funkadelic. I could not watch this at all without thinking about George Clinton. Yeah, uh, just every time he talks about going to Parliament, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, who wouldn't want to go? And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Daniel, why don't you tell us more about who makes it possible to produce our podcast through their support? Please support our sponsor, Audible.com, who helps us bring Earl Grey to you each week. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from, and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books, like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today, catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read, and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek FM. And lastly, there's one more way you can directly help us keep Earl Grey coming to you each week, and that is through becoming a patron of Trek FM. By visiting www.patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose among various pledge levels and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. These rewards let you inside the observation lounge of our network and make it possible for us to distribute all of our great content. So please become a Trek FM patron and visit www.patreon.com slash trekfm today. So Daniel, if someone wants to get the click track for this uh, episode, how would they contact you? Well, I am an excellent clicker, and you can find me on Twitter, at uh, OneUpDan. That is the number one, not the word. And, Philip, if someone was interested in your style tips for that tussled hair look, how would they uh, get a hold of you? Um, they can tussle my hair on Twitter at NC Public Servant. That's NC like North Carolina. 
And if someone wants to have more discussions about red-green running lights and actual maritime uh, functions, they can find me on Twitter under username DrSciFi. That's D-R-S-C-I-F-I. Well, uh, I'm going to forward you guys this uh, Wikipedia article about navigation lights so uh, you can be educated to this awesome tradition of our maritime history. Live long and prosper. Make it so. Engage. Fire. 